0: june 9th we are three kilometers ahead of schedule and morale is improving getting a good night's sleep last night and deciding to add extra portions to today's rations helped tremendously one of the mining probes went off today but jamie has some experience with these so i'll have her troubleshoot tomorrow end of audio log eight hey
1: what's going on party people this is blake here at the sticky buttons podcast This is Brandon. And we're just coming at you today. We're going to have a pretty chill episode, and I'm just really excited to be here. Me too, man. We're going to be talking about
0: some pretty, pretty interesting stuff here. Co-op games. That's our topic this week.
1: Yeah, co-op games, baby. Do you want to kick us off, Brandon? Like, you want to say, like, some some, maybe some of your favorites?
0: Yeah, I'll kick it off. So I'll probably highlight Minecraft, Rocket League, Castle Crashers, Great Line. Have you played that one?
1: Yeah, I played it on the Xbox. Oh, that's crazy, man! That's one of the ones I want to talk about. Like way back,
0: I played that with my friends, and we play, like four people, or no, I think I think we do two people online
1: on Castle Crashers. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of sick. I didn't realize you could do it online. I thought it was just like a like a couch co-op kind of game. Zombies. Hell yeah, dude! Well, actually, you know, before we kick it off, I want to ask you: Do you think there's a difference between co-op games and multiplayer games? And if so, what's the difference?
0: You know, that's, that's a really good question. And I think there definitely is. Like there are co-op games that are definitely like the stories tailored towards it being a co-op game. Like it, the gameplay, you know, just about everything. Like you can tell when a game is tailored for just two people to play it. An
1: example of that would be something like... I actually got one. Go ahead. I would say like, I don't know if you remember this, but like the... The OG like Call of Duty World at War. Do you remember that like really old one where they, it was like the first one that had zombies? And you could if you had two remotes, you could play the story together. You could play the campaign together. Yeah, I would say I would say that is an example of co-op, but I would not consider like multiplayer co-op. Okay, even though even I don't know. Well, it's kind of tricky because like in a lot of multiplayer,s you are you do have like cooperative objectives. Yeah,
0: yeah and I mean like. I put Rocket League on there because, I mean, you can play Rocket League, like, co-op, just if I have a remote, you have a remote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but we could also play, like, just two doubles. And that's what, like, I also I was thinking, like, that's what came to mind first. But then I thought, like, like the doubles. doubles is just two-on-twos. And I can say that for any other game, like 2K or, like...
1: 2K is not... You can't do two-on-two on 2K, can you?
0: Yeah, you can. You can go to the oh, park wow. with your player and play, you know, play par- for, I've been, I've been wanting to play basketball or like real life basketball because I'm playing mm-hmm. 2K. I'm like, damn, like I remember when I was 12, like just playing this every day in the summer, <laughs> like, I need to get back to playing basketball. But that's besides the point. I digress.
1: Yeah. So I guess where would sports games, where'd you say sports games fall on, fall in the co-op?
0: I mean, yeah, if we're playing each other, you know, if you're the Rockets and, and I'm the Nets, we're on the same console. That's co-op.
2: Okay.
1: I would almost say Gosh, you know, because like with co-op, there's also like this competitive kind of, I guess, aspect to it where it's like you can either like there are some co-op games where like you're doing the same thing together, but you're still competing with each other. So then what's the difference between that and just like actually competing with each other? Like in like Rocket League, for example. Oh, man. I guess I don't really know where I lie on this. I, I didn't really have a definitive answer when I came into this. When
0: you came up with it, though, what I had in mind and what I think you had in mind where co-op games, where it was just, you know, like the story was tailored to it, like a two-story game, like two-player on the same console, like everything was tailored for just a co-op.
1: Honestly, you know, more of what I was thinking was kind of like party games. Like, you know how like Mario Kart and like Mario Party, like, you know how like you can play those together. I think that that's kind of really more what I was thinking. But now that like we talk about it, I think that party games, are definitely I mean like there's definitely like some separation between that and co-op and then there's also like a separation between like when two people are together playing couch co-op well i guess the, i guess these things already exist then i guess those are there are already definitions for that so like if we're sitting on the couch playing the same game like whether it be Smash Rocket League that could be co-op but then you could also play like the same game in two separate places on two separate consoles and that would i would so say that's co-op but that's not like couch co-op. So I guess that's like an interesting way to say it because like we could also be playing zombies. We're like, yeah, that's co-op. And you could either have like two controllers play split screen or you can play two consoles. So I think it kind of just, I would say co-op is, I would say co-op for me as like an adult, as somebody that like now that I'm playing co-op, I still like to play co-op with other people, but it's becoming more and more, also, with the pandemic and just, like, people being in separate places, it's more online with separate consoles than, like, together at one place.
0: Right.
1: You really hit the nail
0: on the head there, like I'm glad you said that because that's, like, a perfect way to kind of, you know, narrow, narrow the focus yeah, down a bit. Definitely, man.
1: I appreciate that. But what are some of your titles? I really want to talk about Castle Crashers. I was kind of wanting to talk about Zombies. I also, I have, like, one that I'm interested in. But, man, I just, like... I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm really excited to experience it. Uh, Fuck it, I'll just say it. That's No Man's Sky, man. (laughs) I have never played that multiplayer, but I really want to play that multiplayer. Actually, man, dude, I really just want to completely jump back into that game. I actually just bought the PS4 version of No Man's Sky so I can play it on my PS, my PlayStation. Previously, I had it on my Xbox, but I didn't have any friends that had it, and now I have three friends that have it and i know of a fourth person that i just like haven't gotten around to adding them on as a friend yet so i'm really excited to see what that's gonna look like and also dude have you like seen any of the new trailers for the updates that they've put on no man's sky recently any of the new trailers dude they literally like in the last two years they've probably doubled the game and they had already like kind of doubled the game before that as well so like in this last update, they literally came out a couple of weeks ago. You can now, I guess you could do this before, but they added more to it. You can like ride mounts, like pretty much any creature in the game, like you can ride them as a mount. And they also have like legit mechs, like Titans from Titanfall. And they added like a ton of base building mechanics. So I'm just, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, dude, I got to jump into this. I'm, I'm going to start fresh. I actually, I think that's going to be the first thing that I stream. I'm really excited for that.
0: Dude, I'm excited for you. I remember you mentioned No Man's Sky before. I think we talked about the trailer.
1: Yeah, dude. If, you, if you're if you not aware, like No Man's Sky, bro, actually, Brandon, you got to get into this, man. I think that you're going to fall down like the same kind. If you play this, I feel like it has big Minecraft vibes. Like you could kind of get in and do whatever. It's just set in a like super high fidelity fantasy world or not. I'm sorry. I said fantasy. I meant sci-fi. It's basically like you have the universe to explore, man and every world that you go to is procedurally generated so every world's going to be different so like on this when i stream i'm gonna start a whole new profile like a whole new save slot when i jump into that that is going to be a totally different procedurally generated world than literally anybody that has ever played or will play
0: because isn't it like an algorithm that like like Mm -hmm. specifically tells the game like creative create rather than like world. actually saving specific details that's yeah. so so creative
1: and i think that like specific locations are tied to a player data so like if let's say you and me we were playing and i think we were going to jump into multiplayer or co-op i think that you could come to a world that i had my base on but and i could go to a world that you had your base on but if we were not connected in multiplayer i could never find your world and vice versa but it's like crazy dude like you literally you find a ship and like pretty much like within an hour or two you can like find this you can take off and just go anywhere obviously like there's some crazy like mid-maxing things you can do and i learned a ton of stuff about this on my like first playthrough and i'm like i barely went anywhere like i barely did any of the stuff but i like you can like crash economies and like just kind of like mid-max like money and i like you can totally like do that and that's so cool and i just like as like somebody that like is in finance i love the fact that you can crash markets in a game like you get excited i do man i get gets me pumped dude A (laughs) this is what finance majors get off on no man scott maybe dude it straight up maybe
0: (laughs) dude so you're telling me if i get this game we can play online on playstation
1: oh yeah for sure i actually man i i was gonna talk to you about this off the air but I have an Xbox disc that I'm not using, and I might just let you, I might let, like lend it to you so you can try it out. Because here's the thing, man, it's, it's one of those things where they constantly are putting out these humongous updates for it. Like they've, they've honestly do, they've probably, I don't even know what the word is, like six, basically they've increased what the original game is by about sixfold, and they have never charged a dime for it. And I don't know if you remember this. They just love it. They just love it. Well, actually, man, like, they, they, when it came out, it was at the time, it was probably the biggest scandal in gaming to date at the time when it came out, which I don't, I mean, like, we all we just lived through the, the cyberpunk scandal. So like, basically, it was very similar, like, hey, like, you guys promised all these things and they were never delivered. So what's up? And basically, nobody played it for a while. And like, they got like a terrible rep and they just like kept putting out updates to get the game closer to their original vision. And they have, they reached that point and now they have far surpassed it because now you can ride animals as mounts and you have mechs and they've like probably tripled the amount of base building that you can do. I think you can create like an entire colony on a world. And I just think that's crazy. So this is like probably, I would honestly, as somebody that is living to date in 2021 i would say this is the biggest comeback story in gaming ever like straight up
0: you're getting me excited i want to stop recording right now and download this
1: bro. okay so here's the thing here's what i was getting at with that it's hard to find the game on discount because they realize that they're like hey we have put so much work into this that it like they pretty much always have it for full price on the on the playstation store and the xbox store so so what if I bought a disc? That's what I was gonna say. We both bought the. I, that's what you should do. That's what I did. I was able to get it for like twenty four bucks by buying a disc from like a used store. So I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Gamestar and check it out. You should, man. They probably they probably have them because, like I said, like so many of these games sold, and it was actually it was kind of before the the time when it was actually it was kind of like right at the beginning of the time when people were like going like all digital and stuff. So. I would definitely recommend trying to get one of those as a disc just because it'll be a little bit cheaper because it is an old game, but it's also like, like I said, like they put so many updates in it that it really is like, even if you played this at launch and you're like, oh man, I was so disappointed in that. Like, it's going to blow you the heck away. Like, you won't be able to pick up your save file. Like, don't even bother. Just start a whole new game because it'll have to show you all the new stuff they've added anyway. So. Are there any game purchases? No, not that I've seen. I don't, like I said, man, I don't even think, they've never charged a dime for this. And it's like any other company ever would have made this DLC. And in fact, man, I, I really can't, I am couldn't be more excited for what they do next, but I don't, I think for the foreseeable future, they're still going to keep doing this because they like just this year made a huge update. Actually, I think they made two huge updates this year. So...
0: I saw that the, the game size is like a measly ten gigabytes. If it's such a huge game, why is the download file so small? I might just download it and pay full price to just support the creator.
1: Um, I mean, you you very well could, man. I'm not really sure. So here here's the thing: you might have to might have to do an update. Let's put a pin in this. And I will. I actually don't have it downloaded on my PS5 right now because I run out of space, man. <laughs> already I yeah i don't even want to talk about it man i <laughs> i actually i have so many games on this ps5 that i have not even played man yeah let's not go down that hole <laughs> it's- well so like as somebody that well, well i'll keep this very brief as somebody that did not have a playstation 4 there's so many titles i want to check out and i just have been pretty much every single one i've been able to get at least 50 to 70 percent off over this summer just because of the, all the sales that they've had but and, like, with PlayStation Plus games, but now I'm, I'm chocked out of space, man. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll just move on. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Keep you posted. I was thinking about getting a, a new terabyte thing.
0: Do you, do you hear
1: that? It sounded like, you know, like, those pipes and somebody, like, hits the, like, they have it, like, those kids' museums. it's, like, the pipe and then they have those, like, flip-flops. Oh, no, it's
0: because I was in my, I was in my, uh... You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> This is so embarrassing. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I was in my lecture. Everyone was leaving the lecture. Oh, dude, you're in class right now, bro? Yeah, it's a, C, it's a CIS lecture. I'm, I mean, I'm learning C++. The la- That's all I'm learning is the language. And I, I just took a class where I learned so Python. Much, so I think I can done. just... It's just like learning a new language. I mean, I know how to speak English and Spanish, Python, and R. And now I'm going to add C++ to the toolbox. I've
1: got, I've got English under my belt. I can... I can read cursive though, so. That counts. Not a lot of people Dude, can read Dude, I love cursive. cursive, man. I just want to. Me I, too. I think
0: it's so. It's so personal. It really is, man. Like, everyone's cursive is so, like,
1: different, and I,
0: and I love that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's my mom, she's a, she's a calligrapher, and just to, like, see what she can do with words and letters, man, oh, it's it's truly incredible. Actually, hold on really quick. I think I got something from my mom. Let me let me show you real quick. All right. Sorry listeners, you cannot see this, but my mom straight up made this for me, dude. How cool is that? This is she like made this paper and dude, that's yeah, sick. she's she's really awesome. Actually, hey, yo, my mom has an Instagram, like a business Instagram where she like does her like calligraphy. I'm going to yeah, shout that shout out, shout that out. Let me follow that. All right. So it's Angie West. A N G I E W E S T three six zero nine, and she just posts like all these like things that she does. Sometimes like she'll she'll put like uh like she'll send me like a Christmas card or something, and she like put that on the Instagram, which is super sick. That's sick. See her work. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she wrote something in this in this as well. Yeah. So she just wrote in this journal. Made by Angie West for Blake McKean on the occasion of his 24th birthday. Travel journal for when travel is again possible. Love you, Mom. Which is super sweet. Thanks, Mom. She sounds like an awesome mom. You got so lucky, dude. It's just some great stuff like this for me. I love her like creativity and like artisticness. Definitely inspires me to do this pod and just like all the creative projects that I just want to do, man
0: creative man just put stuff out there we really are content creators i was thinking about that today like we we create content you sometimes it's so surreal to
1: you lovely listeners that are listening to this thank you so much you guys are awesome you guys and gals you guys are rad just thank you thank you so much for listening to this and letting us talk about video games and get off topic and being so (laughs)
0: understanding. Like you guys are so understanding, you know, you guys let us get off topic and sometimes we don't get episodes out on time, but you know, you guys still, still tune in and understand
1: that, you know, we're having
0: a hot boy summer.
1: Yeah, for real. Actually, you know, right on that, like, just like straight up, thank you to all our patrons really quick. And like, seriously, if you were listening to this, like, just thank you so much. And again, also thank you for letting us like sometimes, post episodes a little bit later, like this past one, for example, we threw some up on our Instagram just to let you guys know that it was going to be a little bit late. We did need some extra time because, you know, we have like, we want to reach the quality that like we're putting this out there and, and it's like a passion project for us. So we wanted to have the quality that we want aspire to. And sometimes like we're our own worst critics and you know, sometimes it probably would have been fine, but we just want to make sure that it's the best for you you all so just thanks for thanks for being awesome and like please if you guys have any questions or anything or just want to like shout out a game that other people you think would like like shoot us an instagram dm or if you think we should be on another platform other than instagram sorry you'll have to give mark zuckerberg an email to to tell us that but (laughs) sign up for a free instagram account shoot us a dm and maybe we'll add another platform Also, I guess if you don't want to give Mark Zuckerberg your email and you want to support us, DM us. You can do that on Patreon. It costs you as little as $1. And uh, you can DM us on there. We do DM back. So just uh, thank you. Thank you all for that. You want to get back to it, man? Let's do it. Castle Crashers, man. I want to talk to you about Castle Crashers. Let's go for it. And I love that game. So do you kind of want to explain what Castle Crashers is? I'll let you explain it because it's more fresh for you. Yeah. So I I actually recently played this with a friend of the podcast, Carter. He's the guy that we had on for our VR episode. So shout out to him. He also helped us put together that VR YouTube video that we made. So if you want to see me play around in a VR tech demo, which Brandon, I got to buy one of those, man. I can't stop thinking about it, dude. The VR, man. I just want to get into it.
0: Why? Like, bro, it like what it broke it?
1: my brain, man. I just like experienced <laughs> it and I was like, this is what I want to be doing right now. I actually like, Carter, if you're listening, this will be funny for you. I was paddle boarding this summer and I was like, damn, the real sometimes. I don't know. It was like after a stressful day at work, I was like, the real, man. I just want to hop into some VR and are you for real man like i was in a like serene place and i was like in my head i was like of course vr could never replicate this experience i was actually that's what i was thinking i was like vr could never replicate this experience because i was on a paddleboard i could like wiggle my toes and if i like you could shake you can like move your movement and kind of like shake your weight and water can get on the board and like You can have like water, touch your toes as the wind's coming at you. It was like very serene when you're on a lake and it's beautiful. And I was just dang, like what a sensual experience. What an amazing time to be alive despite everything. Like I can still have this moment, but I was like, couldn't do this in VR. But then I was like, and that's all I want to do. I just want to jump into some VR. (laughs) But yeah, so I played Castle Crashers with Carter, bro. We played this in an absolute haze. We, we beat it in one day, Brandon, a single day. You guys beat it in one day and that was in the VR. No, this, this was just on, a, on his, honestly, it was arguably considerably worse. I was sitting in a lawn chair and he had his like gaming chair. I guess it was more of a desk chair and I was in a lawn chair and we just sat there. We started, honestly, we started at probably five in the afternoon and like went all the way to like 2 a.m. And then we went to bed. We crashed, couldn't crash any more castles, so we had to crash. And then we woke up at 7 a.m. and started
0: crashing again.
1: And then we started crashing again, man. And we beat the whole thing pretty much a day. It was like a haze, man. (laughs) It's crazy.
0: That's fucking awesome.
1: But basically, what it is, is it's just like you move from the right side of the screen, or I'm sorry, the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. And it's like you have a couple abilities, but it's like kind of like a hack and slash. Um, you have like a charged attack magic attack and every time you level up you have the ability to to boost the stat whether it be like your armor strength health magic all of those and you can find various weapons and skins throughout the world and also these like adorable creatures that follow you around there are a couple that are like considerably op compared to the other ones for example i decided i wanted to play as a mage and i just like Because of that, I was like, I'm not even going to use my melee. I'm just going to, like, try to use my magic. And when we were playing, I think Carter was, like, five or six levels ahead of me just because, like, if you are using a weaker ability at the beginning, like, you're just going to fall behind. And also, like, I sucked at this. (laughs) So he was getting most of the kills. Yeah, he was getting a ton of them, yeah. And so he just got, like, a ton more experience than me. So kind of, like, towards the middle end of the game, I was like, I can't even compete with you right now. Like, you're just owning and we found this like, little creature that was like, doubled. you gained double the amount of XP. And by the end of it, we were at the same level. So I think they kind of like, they knew that was going to happen. Especially like if there are four people, you know, somebody's just not going to be as good. You know, because I think you can play with up to four people at once yeah, at one party. And that's what it was. Yeah. Like some of them, oh man, actually, I'm just remembering this now. Like there are basically four default players and each one has like a different elemental magic. And sometimes, like, the elemental magic does, like, way more damage than, like, another one. For example, we were in, like, a desert environment, and the fire didn't do shit. But the ice, it, like, it killed, man. That was really cool. What's been your experience with uh, Castle Crashers? Just getting online and playing with friends,
0: co-op, four-player. And I think with four-player, when you play online, there's, like, a save feature. So you can just, you know, tackle it whenever you can had a really good time with it you know just the development of it all and just being able to play as a team and everyone really enjoys it everyone has a good time because there's always something for someone to do yeah it's a really good title and honestly one that i should probably run back do you have it on your playstation definitely not on my playstation is it still around
1: on like the store i don't know man i think that would be fun man if we can pick that up on like a discount i would totally run that with you dude That'd be so fun. Yeah. But yeah, there's like so many things that you can do in that game. Like they they have so many different weapons. And if you like look it up online, how many weapons they have, it's actually insane. The amount of weapons that me and Carter were able to find and get, were only like half of, not even a quarter of what's available. Unfortunately, a lot of them are behind paywalls though. So like, I think probably like half the weapons, like you have to pay a little bit extra to be able to use those, but it was really so fun, man. And like, We kind of said there like a competitive aspect to some co-ops and when we played it we had never neither of us had ever played it before and it was so funny like we had just beat a boss and we were like why can't we complete the objective and like we were like both like standing next like we were trying to rescue a princess which also like this game is super cute and kind of silly and it's just like in this like kind of cartoony style that like is really vibey and I would say pretty timeless. And then basically kind of, we were trying to like free this princess from the ropes and we're like both attacking it. And then we realized that we could deal damage to each other. And then we like started fighting each other. And we were like, oh, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to fight each other. Admittedly, I lost and uh, Carter got the princess. And it's really funny because like after an intense fight, Carter won and then went in. It was like this really funny animation of the knight, like kissing the princess. And it was kind of funny. Cause like, it's really like you're working together throughout like the whole thing. And then after you beat the boss, you got to go toe to toe, you know? That actually brings back memories
0: of when me and my friends finally get to that point point. we were all lost. Just like you and Carter were, and then, you know, it just became an all out brawl. And like, I'm smiling now even just thinking about it. it it's really so cool. much
1: fun, man. It's so silly. And you get like into it too. Cause you're like, oh, like I'm, I've been owning this whole time. Like, I'm not going to let you beat me. I actually, I, I did get the one up on him a little bit later and I had like, I didn't tell him this at the time, but when me and Carter were playing, I knew that he was like taking a ton of damage. I'd like just healed up and I was like, he could kill the boss on his own. And I kind of like held back. And then as soon as he killed the boss, I just started going at him and he didn't, he had like half health. Oh, wee. Yeah, that was kind of fun. <laughs> man, that's sorry. I, I set him up, man. I set him up there. Yeah, dude, it was a, it's a great time. It's a great game. I would definitely recommend playing Castle Crashers. I mean, I personally played it in the couch co-op. But yeah, dude, if, if you really just want to just kick it around with somebody. I really don't think this game is that expensive at this point. Like, if you've never played this, it's so much fun. If you and a buddy are just hanging out and you're like, hey, like, we want to play a game together. Castle Crashers is definitely, it's definitely fun. You'll definitely get something out of it. Yeah, And like Brandon said, you can totally save it. Where you're at and pick it up later so and also like another thing like let's say me and carter discovered this like let's say you're playing and you both want to try new characters you have to start over as those two characters so like if let's say we were going to start something you and me at my place and i had the game and then you left and i had another buddy that came over and we wanted to do the same thing we could have like our own i think you might have to use different characters but like or maybe a different save slot but you could totally do the same thing with a myriad of different people. Definitely recommend that one. You want to hop into our next co-op game? Any more you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I actually want to talk about one I didn't put there. It just came to mind. Nintendo co-op games like Mario Party or Mario yeah. Kart or, you know, Super Smash Bros, even
1: like Wii Tennis, like Wii Bowl, all that stuff. Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, man. So much fun, dude. Honestly, on this like lego star wars dude that's a crazy co-op game as soon as that game comes out man you're coming over and we're gonna gonna play some lego star wars that's the way to do it man because it's so silly like not to i'm sorry i stole the four a little bit there but dude the lego games they're like built for this co-op man because like it's so silly and you're just like walking around and like the money's the lego bits it's like the single the lego things like not like the four piece not the two piece like just the single lego bits those are like what you find as money. So, and if like, if I like wanted to, I could kill you and then take your Lego bits. And it's just kind of funny because every time you die, like you drop the Lego bits and it's kind of like a funny, like in-game kind of thing. And oh, it's just so much fun, dude. But yeah, go on. Go, what were you saying about the
0: Nintendo games? Mario Party, probably my favorite out of all those co-op games because you can just rock out two people, four people. And it's a great, just a great way to, tune out at a party or if you're like having a space a gathering or something just have some fun Super in
1: college we would definitely do those for like pre-games and post-games yeah there's actually there's a lot of drinking games you can do with mario kart not to endorse getting super turnt but also, to endorse that, there's some great drinking Mario uh, Kart games out there. That's um,
0: I didn't know that there were good Mario Kart games. drinking. Oh, right man.
1: And- we actually, we had, I'll tell you one that I think this was a, gosh, I don't really, I think this was one of my, I don't know if they invented this or like this was kind of a thing, but basically when you, the drinking game that we played a lot that was popular in my fraternity when it was kind of like a pregame kind of thing and you could play Mario Kart which also like on this note, like it was called like drinking and driving, which we were all like, don't actually do this in real life. And like, Hey, do not drink and drive in real life. Like that is actually fucked up. But basically you could either actually drive your cart or you could drink your beer. And the, the rule is you couldn't finish the, couldn't cross the finish line until you finish your beer. Right. So a lot of people, what they would do is they would either start the match chug their beer and then go and hope they got a bullet or they would get to the end and then go but you couldn't cross the finish line on your third lap until you'd finish your beer it's funny and then i think there was like another one where it was like you can't steer until you finish your beer or something like that but i don't know i, I don't remember i don't remember all of them. i just remember that one and i only played it like once or twice because I mean, you can only really do that for like a circuit. Yeah, <laughs> you can only really
0: do that for like a circuit unless you weigh like two fifty. <laughs>
1: yeah, you'll yeah you'll definitely get drunk pretty quick if you do that. Not to endorse that, but <laughs> yeah, man, those Mario Party games are fun too. We would we would do a lot of those as like uh, like after parties, like just kind of if we were hanging out after a night out, waiting on some pizza. Playing some Mario Party. Have you played the new, Mar- the newest Mario Party? Yeah. The one on the Switch? Have you played the raft game? What is that one in the system? Okay, so that's what, like, everybody has a Joy-Con, and you have to, like, paddle down the river, and then there's, like, all these forking paths. And basically, I think you have to, like, you- if you don't do the mini games, you run out of time. And it's kind of like a time thing. Like, there's, like, a clock at the top, and you have to, like, paddle. You can paddle to speed up. And then there are like things in the river. So it's like, it's, it's cooperative. So like if there's two people, it's one person on either side of the raft. And if it's four people, it's two people on each side. So you and the p- person that are on the same side of the raft, you have to work together to steer it. Cause it's like a in real life canoe or something like that. To where if you want to go left, you have to paddle on the right side. Or if you want to go right, you have to paddle on the left side. So like you have to work together with the person on your side and the yeah. other side together to, to figure it out. And it's like really I fun. She... And then like, so if you win a mini game, you get like 30 seconds and you can find over jumps and stuff. And if you can do like tricky maneuvering, you can pick up like 10 second tokens in the water. And basically you just have to make sure that you are still have time on your clock when you cross the finish line. Yeah, So that's really fun. That I would say that one's way more co-op than like the traditional Mario party where you're on a board. Because sometimes, I don't know, like sometimes I like it and sometimes I think it's like Mario Party's biggest downfall is that when you get to the end, no matter how many stars you have, you have no idea who's going to win.
0: That is so true. You really never have any clue who's going to win and that that makes it tough, but it also makes it truly a good party
1: game. Yeah, it makes it a lot of fun. I would say the thing that kind of sucks about it is like the first time I played with my girlfriend she was so discouraged cuz she was like i'm going to lose like why even bother playing this anymore like there's no way i can catch up to peach or whoever like they have too many stars it's like rigged like how did that like how can we do this like how can we get past this and of course she ended up winning you know cuz they they give you like stars in post game she was like oh well i thought i was going to lose so it just doesn't even feel earned and but like after i explained to her i was like hey like yeah you just like that's kind of the fun of it you never know who's gonna win so it's not about that one it's not about winning it's more about just having fun doing the mini mini games but for some people it's all about winning and that if you have like a friend or or you're playing with somebody that's all about winning like mario party can be like frustrating and that can definitely cause some tension yeah
0: i think it's a good game for them too because it kind of like humbles them well yeah i mean ultimately it teaches you you're your own competition yeah Just gotta keep trying at the mini games. You can either like try to do the mini games well, or you can just you know do whatever. Yeah, definitely, man.
1: Do you want to talk about any other co-op games?
0: Minecraft, definitely a good one to throw in there. You know, it's that's a great couch one. You know, just throw on, get some two remotes, split screen the Minecraft and build a house or something, build a garden, whatever. There's so much to do in Minecraft. It's a great place. I gotta get back on the Minecraft vibes. Yeah, definitely, man.
1: I actually do. I don't have it on my console. I only have it on my PC, my laptop. Yeah. And my laptop is on the verge of dying, man. I'm actually, I'm worried that I'm not going to have enough space to put this podcast after (laughs) we're done recording. What's going on with your laptop? Oh man, it's just old. It's just getting, it's just getting to be its time. It's a senior citizen. It very much is, man. I, I have the, you know, it's kind of funny. I have pretty much like at the time that I bought this in 2015, it was the top of the line. Like I got the. Actually, it was one step under the top of the line. So, like, there's like the MacBook Pros, and then there's like the MacBook Pro 15 inches, and then there's like the one that has like all the space and all the processing power. I didn't get that one, but I got the one underneath it, and I was like, "This is gonna be my tool. This is my tool for the next four years. Like, this is gonna get me through college." And at the time, I kind of actually I got it as a graduation present from a couple people in my family. They all pitched in. And they did that for me and my cousin. And they were they were not happy with me that mine was more like almost twice as much as expensive as my other cousin that picked out their laptop. <laughs> but I seriously like this like having like a good laptop like can really I hate to say it because it's so it is something that when you put the money in you get the return. You have, you, have, the you have a better tool, yeah. And you have a better tool and that can allow you to do more things like It's what is that? I said, I got this in 2015, six years later, I'm recording a podcast on this. And that's like my passion project. And I do, everything I do is on this, on this thing outside of work. I did like, it's funny you mentioned that took me through all of school. I can't tell you how many things I've learned on this laptop. And I don't know if I'm going to get another laptop for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously like you can't beat a laptop. Like I, I have done work on this while traveling, while commuting, you know, but I I actually like when I, when my laptop screen is blank, the key, I mean like where the trackpad is and where the keys are is like scratched into the screen on my laptop. So it's just, it's old and I haven't been able to update it in a while. I actually with the, I don't have the current operating system. I just don't have enough space for it. Cause I had like 20, I had to like free up like 25 gigabytes to download it. And I did that. And then I was like, you need 12 gigabytes free for us to install this, to run this operating system. And I was like, dude, I cannot like permanently free up another 10 gigabytes. Cause like, once you've, once you free the, like it said, this needs it for the operating system. Like it needs that to run the new operating system. I'm like, no, I can't do that. So I uninstalled it. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, which is, this is like the, probably the worst time in history to buy a new laptop so or a new computer <laughs> so, uh, i don't know maybe that maybe that's an exaggeration but i mean like there's shortages on just about everything so and i also like i don't want to fork up the money man dude, they're yeah they last you five years but you got to pay a lot of money up front i'm poor so <laughs> i'm sure you feel the same way about your laptop man like you, how much do you do on that thing dude i love this thing it's so powerful and
0: it just makes me think about, like, I eventually want to get a desktop to do more powerful things. Yeah,
1: I'm kind of in the same boat, man. I'm getting power hungry. Same, <laughs> man. Same. I also, like, now that I'm... Dude, with these, okay, we're going to jump into the tech corner a little bit. You know, the like, the SSD drives, the hard drives that, that like the So, like, the PS5 has an SSD drive. Yeah. Do you know how those work? The SSD stands for... uh, standing state solid state drive solid solid
0: state drive yeah i I I think think it's solid solid state drive solid state drive and Mm -hmm. that's just a hard drive yeah the actual hard drive that's inside of the hardware and that has the memory it
1: really lets it load a lot faster actually if you're interested in this listener you should totally look this up because it's crazy to see like just to see visually how it's designed and set up to where you can actually see how it's more efficient to where you could be like of course it would be more efficient to reach these files this way as opposed to the hard drives that we had before and i didn't even really know what those looked like on the inside but then after seeing what they looked like on the inside i was like wow that's crazy it's nuts but anyways yeah it's just like basically it totally makes it way more efficient but they're also like this is the first gaming console that has used the ssd drives and like ssd drives have been around a little bit but they're just like so expensive right now because they're so new, but it's really gonna open up a new wave for sure. And um, you know, I was gonna ask you
0: this earlier and I think this is the perfect opportunity to ask this question. Have you considered an external hard drive and like the external hard drive mounts for the PlayStation 5?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's very much in the zeitgeist right now because PlayStation just had an update where it allows you to put an, an external SSD drive for external storage. I haven't really looked into it too much because like literally everybody that owns a PS5 is trying to get one of these right now and there are like shortages on top of everything. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do to keep it short. We can talk more about this off air maybe um, because there's uh, like so many variables. But basically what I'm thinking about doing is because these solid state drives, You really have to like, they also, a lot of them have a heating component to them Yeah, because they're solid state and gosh, how do I explain this? I am thinking that because of like the shortages and the high, like insane demand for these drives right now, that I'm going to wait a year or two and then try and get one. And in the meantime, I am going to put, I'm just going to get a normal, like regular, a regular hard drive, not SSD drive. Like the, I don't remember what it's called, the version. Basically, if you have like a last gen and you got a, one of those, I'm going to put one of those in. I'm thinking that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get one of those, put it in my back, put it in the back of my box because I think with the SSD drives, I think you actually have to, install like i think you have to take the your shell off your playstation 5 and put it in there as well yeah i was watching the video
0: that you're like of what you're referring to and it looked just tedious i was like i don't want to do that to my baby
1: yeah so this is what here's the thing i think what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do some storage management i'm gonna put everything that was last gen so like playstation 4 and before if i I don't think i have anything that's playstation 4 or anything that's like a free-to-play game i think i'm gonna put that on the external hard drive and i just know like it's just no it's gonna run slower but i think i'm gonna put playstation 5 games on the ssd and like honestly like i said like i just ran out of space and like there really is not that much space like that's the downside of the the ssds is at the moment in 2021 because it like actually physically takes up more space okay so like basically What it looks like if you look at your hand, like just look at your hand, like pretend your hand is the your hard drive. Basically, like imagine the where your wrist meets your hand. Imagine that's so. Like we're gonna, I'm gonna describe a solid state drive. Imagine there's one, like one square right in the middle, and then take a line out from that square and draw two lines, and then there's two squares, kind of above it, and then draw a line from two lines from each of those. And then on the next line, you're gonna have four. So it goes one, two, four, eight. And I think that like that is how it is stored. Like the the physical memory is stored on those squares. Actually just just Google it, just Google what an SSD drive looks like. And basically it's set up like a filing cabinet instead of how it's set up prior. So it's like one line to the next, to the next, to the next.
0: So, And when you say like line, you mean bits? Yeah,
1: yeah. So basically like that's just like I'm visualizing lines, but basically the thing that is in the front is going to load the, like the thing that is closest to the front of the SSD is going to load faster. So like that would be like your operating system. And then it would be like Mm -hmm. whatever you have prioritized after that. And that is kind of how it's able to load faster as opposed to previously, the hard drives before they kind of look like discs and it's kind of like a reader. It kind of looks like a record player, but instead of it being like a single record, it's like 50 to a thousand of these like mini records. And then like a reader that can read on like both sides of it. L- look it up. Cause it's really cool. Like you can visually see that you're like, Oh, of course this is the evolution of it. And actually the first time I saw it, I was like, man, like, that's crazy. It really feels like, you know, how people listen to music like the first time they invented places where you could i think it was like the edison thing oh my gosh i'm trying to yeah it was like the thing that edison made to where you could hear music on do you know what i'm talking about and it's kind of like this yeah yeah that's like an ssd drive so brain just
0: i love i love looking at like mm-hmm. hardware it's just such a like it just reminds you like if you look at hardware like that if you look at that it's like looking at a it city. really
1: is man it it's is
0: like, it's literally like looking at a city and it just reminds you, like, that's what this universe mm-hmm. is in my head. That's what I imagine university is just like continuous, like, yeah. And like, if you look at the SSD, like what we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah. Like if you look at the SSD, it's like the actual physical distance on that, even though it's only like two inches or two to six inches long, like the things that are up front are going to load faster somewhat simultaneously. And then it just takes longer for the information from the back to reach the front. And that's why that's the loading time, as opposed to before, like these these readers had to find it on disks, which is why it took so much longer, which also like what I was saying, it just feels like that is like the Edison thing like that I was saying, like the, the previous ones. It just like, I just like saw that and I was like, that's what it looks like to me compared to like a CD or something. You know, I just, I just think it's like crazy that you can just like look at it and be like, of course that would work better.
2: Hello everyone, I am fury and I am here just to share my experience with SSD because I have used it and I am still using it. In fact, I am using both the SSD and the HDD in my PC. SSD stands for solid state drive while HDD stands for hard disk drive. First of all, I would like to talk about size difference between them. Hard disk drives are big in size and took lots of space. Its dimensions are around 6 inch length, 4 inch width and around 1 inch height and it is also heavy as its weight is around 720 grams while in case of SSD it is small in size its dimensions are 4 inch length, 2.5 inch width and around 0.7 inch height and nowadays a new type of SSD has been launched called the M2 card And like the name, its size is also about the size of a card, which is too small having dimensions, 3 inch length, 0.86 inch width, and just 0.09 inch height. So, both of these can easily fit in any device like laptops or playstations or other systems etc. Secondly, the performance difference, the performance difference between these two devices is also too much. I am currently using a 600 gigabyte hard disk drive and a 128 gigabyte ssd before ssd my pc took around 50 to 80 seconds to proceed to desktop screen after pressing the power button then i shifted my operating system and some other useful applications into ssd and leave all the other stuff in hdd And after using SSD, now my PC proceeds to desktop screen in not more than 6 to 10 seconds after pressing the power button. It is clear from speed difference that SSD is very very efficient as compared to HDD. In easy words, I can say that the difference between SSD and HDD is same as the difference between a DVD drive and a flash drive or USB the technology used in hard disk drive is same like dvd as it uses spinning disks to read or write data and in case of ssd the technology used is same like a usb or flash drive as data stored read or write in electric circuits or cards with no moving parts hope i cleared and you all got my point thank you bye
1: anyways yeah so the storage of the, the PlayStation or I guess the next gen consoles is very much in the zeitgeist. We're not sure what we're gonna do. I'm probably like I said, I'm probably just gonna get an older one, put it in the back. Cause I also I think that it's just the software that like the software to run those drives is more I don't know if it's more advanced, but it's definitely been around longer. So I think it's just I don't I think it's very minimal as opposed to putting in like a, a heatsink SSD you would just have to, to do a lot more research. Physically, you have to actually put it in there and disassemble your PS5 a little bit. I think it's just the case. Like, I think you just have to disassemble the shell and take some screws. I don't know about that. I don't really remember exactly, but yeah. So I guess just do your own research on that. I'm probably gonna go with the easy way that, because a lot of the things that I have on there are last gen games that I didn't get to experience right now. So that's probably what I'll do. What were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Minecraft. We got we really got off off topic. Another sidetrack. What it's were we fair. saying about Minecraft? <laughs>
0: You're talking about how you can do like literally anything on Minecraft.
1: And now I'm thinking I kind of want to make a hard drive on Minecraft. Bro, let, hey, <laughs> really quick though. I think you can probably do more in No Man's Sky than Minecraft. Because like you do collect like, okay, so like in Minecraft you have the pickaxe and you like go and break the boxes, right? In No Man's Sky, you have, it's called a multi-tool, and you kind of shoot it with, like, you can shoot things in the world that are with a laser. And like, let's say you walk up to a plant, some fauna, for example. You shoot it with the micro-tool, you get carbon. You shoot the ground, you get ferrite dust. You shoot a rock, you get ferrite dust. You shoot a life form, you get carbon. You can get sodium, and your suit runs on sodium, which I just think is funny and it's just like all these like everything in no man's sky breaks down to a molecule instead of a block which so like in minecraft i would say everything breaks down to a pixel which a quote unquote pixel because like the, the boxes become smaller but in no man's sky is based on moleculars i guess chemistry so everything will have like, yeah, no, like- and then you can also like one of the first things you have to do in the tutorial you have to make like this I think it's called like an infuser or something. I don't really remember exactly. But if you put something in that, I think it, you need like, I don't know how it works. I don't remember if you have to like, it needs a battery to run or something. But I think, yeah, I think definitely like you have to power it up somehow. But then it converts whatever element into like a more complex version of that element. So there's, I'm trying to remember what element it is. There's one element that you can get and you can farm really easily. And then if you just like put it through the, I guess the, I don't remember, like, the compressor or whatever, it, like, makes it, like, 10 times as valuable. So it's really cool.
0: It's awesome, dude. I, I got to check it out. You're making me want to download it. No, man, Scott.
1: Hey, man, like, you can really, like, sink so much into it. You should wait because I'm probably going to figure out how to stream that shortly because I really want to, I dude, it's, like, also so chill. Like, it really has that, like, chill Minecraft vibe to it. But it also, like, it just looks so serene. And I just want to see how that looks on a next-gen console like a ps5 now i think that's going to look incredible
0: yeah i'm going to try and run it on my ps5 but also speaking on streaming i might be streaming soon guys some 2k so definitely tune on in tune on into my stream that's uh twitch.tv slash be
1: slash what
0: be that's my friends yeah
1: here we'll we'll link it we'll link it in the, the show notes too yeah we also we have a official sticky buttons podcast one that I don't know. We're kind of new to it. I think you've have you done one stream?
0: Yeah, I've, I've done one stream and I saved the broadcast, but then I, I tried to send it and it just was a whole thing. To like put it up on YouTube. To send it, yeah, send the file from my PlayStation to my. I'm sure I could do it though.
1: But. Yeah, we'll have to. You know, actually, I I took like a gameplay clip from my Xbox and I tried to put it on my laptop, and that was like a whole process. So I'm I'm we'll figure it out. Don't worry, listener, dear listener. Don't worry about it. We got it. We'll figure it out, okay? Jeez. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, before we hop off, I actually really want to talk about one more game. Are you cool with that? Yeah. All right, man. Dude, I want to talk about Celeste, dude. This was a game that we talked about briefly before. I have since beat it. This is basically the game that I was like, this is like an indie. A lot of people consider this to be the indie platformer Game of the century, I guess I'll just say it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's an indie platformer and it's incredibly hard. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. And man, it is just like absolutely stunning. Like the pixel art of it is just so beautiful. And like towards the end, it just gets more and more beautiful and stunning and picturesque. There's like a, a couple different environments and they all, they all just like stylistically, they all just like are really. They, they really hit home. They like are both new and impressive, but also kind of like nostalgic. And I don't know, they honestly 10 out of 10 on that, that pixel art. I think it's incredible. And then also like the music is what a lot of people say is just absolutely incredible about it. Like straight up, like the music of this game is insane. I think I gave the, I originally heard about this game from a podcast called Into the Aether which you should check out their stuff their stuff's rad and i originally heard about this music from originally heard the voice of the creator from a we had talked about this a couple podcast episodes ago on i think it was the game makers notebook i think they were yeah i think it was the game makers notebook and basically the the artist is Lena rain and man her music just absolutely it's crazy dude go follow her on Spotify because like you can find the, the soundtrack for Celeste there and like, go listen to it. Like, yeah, Lena rain, her music is just awesome. It is. And it like, really, like when you're in playing the level, it's just like, there's, I've never really felt like, wow, this music just like matches so well with the level design. Yeah. Like if you're starting to feel like stressed out, you can hear it in the music or if you're like, Oh wow, this is like so chill. Like I got this, like you can hear it in the music. And it's just like, oh, dude, it's crazy. And actually- That's such a bro, good feeling. Bro, I, yeah, it's really awesome. Now here's the thing that's like kind of crazy about this game. I'm gonna be honest with you, Brandon. I don't think I could ever, I, I like, I mean this man. I don't think I could ever beat this game if, it, if I did not change the difficulty settings. It is insanely hard. And like I said, it's kind of like a platformer. So they have this accessibility option where it makes you invincible and you get infinite jumps so i like straight up dude i could not have played and beaten this game without that and also like i didn't even touch on this but like the story wow like the story is like the story is all right i'll get into it in a second but man it's just really good and they have a great accessibility option to where you can play this game (laughs) invincible and have infinite jumps and i pretty much like I, I pretty much chain, change it to that pretty quick. Like I, I didn't even get through the, like they kind of have like an introduction where they like show you the mechanics and stuff. I think I made it halfway through that intro before I switched it over. Jeez. And I, it shows you how many times you die too. And it's it's like, it is meant to be extremely challenging. And like the story really plays on like how hard it is to climb this mountain. Like that is what you are doing. You are a person and you are climbing a mountain And you have anxiety and depression and you have panic attacks and you're just like, I'm going to climb this mountain because I, I have to. And it's like, if I can climb this mountain, I can do anything. And that's kind of like what your character is setting out to do to climb this mountain, to prove to herself and anybody that despite me having these like mental health issues, like I can do it. I can climb this mountain and going up the mountain. She basically she finds this old mirror and she looks in the mirror and she splits and she is still her with like all her doubts and stuff. But then her depression and anxiety become its own like evil manifestation and become the, the antagonist. And just like she is like that is the enemy of the game. And you are trying to combat that throughout pretty much the entire game. Like, how are you going to succeed, like, even with this depression and anxiety, like, just coming at you? And it's really like, that's the enemy. And then it kind of, throughout the story, you realize that, hey, that's, like, you're part of me. And I, like, part of this journey was for me to figure out how to love myself and for me to figure out how to get to a point where I can, you know, achieve my goals. And it turns out that it's working with those parts of you and not against those parts of you then you can interesting man it's a really beautiful and heartwarming story man you probably should have put a spoiler warning because that's pretty much the whole thing but (laughs) it it, It, hey man it sounds like an amazing game
0: dude why why do you think the execution was so like pristine
1: here's the thing i think it's an indie developer and they had they took their time with it man and also like there was not a ton of people in the credits so like we've said, and like we've talked about before, like making games is incredibly challenging. I have, dude, you just learned how to like, you're learning how to program. Can you even imagine programming how to, a level could work? It's rough. You know, I'm imagining I'd probably have to use like C++ or Python. And it it would be,
0: it would be really challenging. Like you
1: probably, there's so much that you probably don't even know that you don't know about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's like the art too. And I uh, go, go ahead there's like a whole universe there and like programming yeah. and like
0: you get into stuff and then you get into like the mathematics behind it and like the hardware and like how it affects the memory. It's a whole bunch of stuff, especially with C++. It's like, you really have to, it's such a low level language. It has a lot to do with memory and that's why games like will use it sometimes because they, it's a great way to interface with the SSD mm-hmm. or interface with.
1: Yeah. I think the, to answer that question specifically, I think it's because it's 2d and it's it's kind of like a side scrolling but it's also like you go vertically and down like you can pretty much go any direction okay kind of like how oh man maybe like you know how in metroid you can kind of like you go like all up and down and all over the place yes it's kind of like that so it's not necessarily like a side scrolling like mario for example like it's more like i don't know they're crazy levels like go watch go watch somebody play this because like there's some great clips out there i actually really quick man i want to see what the speed run of this is because with like me being invincible i'm like i just want to talk about this for a sec like with me being invincible and having unlimited jumps it took me a long time to beat this game like there's a lot here i think it probably took me six seven hours to beat this game while being invincible so like that's pretty like what that means is anytime i come to an obstacle i don't even have to mess with it i can just use my infinite jump to just surpass it completely and just doing that like it still took me like six seven hours to beat it i'm gonna see what a speed run is i almost don't even want to know man <laughs> Too long. dude it, it really like holy cow wow okay the speed run of this game is in 26 minutes like I said, I wasn't an invincible and had infinite jumps. It took me like six, seven hours. Also like platformers are really not, not my cup of tea. And I never would have been able to play this game if it, like I never would have been able to beat it and see it through fruition. If it did not have that accessibility, like I just don't play these kind of games. And I, I probably would have sunk 10, 15 hours in and been like, there's six levels. I can't even make it past the first one. And it, it like there does not get easier. It is all uphill, which quite literally, like you are climbing up a mountain metaphorically and in the game. And the story is basically like you are butting heads with yourself the entire way. Like it is supposed to be an incredibly challenging journey. And it really is that even with honestly, even sometimes I had like infinite jumps and I would like stop and I'd like try and do the try and do the level. And they'd be like, yeah, no way, man. <laughs> like, I'm, um, I never could have done this, but yeah, it's, it's just like crazy. And like, honestly, like there's so many like little things that you can like find inside the game too. Like I was just like explore. Cause like I was invincible. I took risks and explored areas that I knew were optional or that I thought were probably optional. And in exploring those, I found this like old rusted computer, I'm like a, there's like a, the level, I think is like a broken, you're in like a broken down hotel and the antagonist of that level is also like, obviously like you, the, you're the bad bird, the evil version of you, quote unquote. And there's an, also another antagonist that I won't really get into. If you're exploring this, like kind of like broken down haunted hotel, you can find a computer, like a computer terminal in its own room. And if you boot up that computer, it has a mini game. I think it's like, oh gosh, I'll, I'll look it up exactly because it's really kind of cute. Okay, it's called P-I-C-O dash And it's so cool. It's basically the same thing. Like it's the same mechanics. It's just like, instead of it being like this incredible like side scrolling thing, it's like the same thing, but imagine it is now on a GPA and you, it's like way more condensed. And it's honestly like, that just felt like fanfare, to the people that love that game. And it's inside of it. And it's just Celeste, like it's just that. And it just shows like, maybe this was like a prototype, maybe this was like the demo, but like basically just take the art and like turn it down. And it still looks incredible in this like demo, like go look up this demo, or it's not a demo, it's like a mini game inside the game. It's called P-I-C-O dash eight Celeste. And it's incredible. It actually it says I'm looking online and said this is a hidden playable version of the original Celeste prototype on a pick 8 computer, which I'm assuming is an homage to something, but I'm not really sure what it is. I think you if you beat it, you just get like an achievement. I actually I, I was playing this minigame and I was like, man, maybe I can beat this minigame. And I definitely got like you can't like the accessibility things don't work inside the mini game, So you have to actually like beat it, beat it. But I did, I did very well. I got like seventy-five of the way percent through, and then I was like, eh, "I just want to see the real game. Like maybe I'll come back to it." And I was kind of hoping it would save my spot, but it did not. So I think you pretty much have to do that all at one time. But I guess it's called Celeste Classic Pico Eight. And man, this is cool. I wonder what the Pico. I wonder if that what that is. I'm gonna look that up. You hear the rain? It is not raining here, but I can see the thunderstorm. Okay, so real quick. Also, yeah, I think I just got like a flash flood warning in New York. So the weather out here is kind of nuts. But okay, so the Pico-8 is a game engine. Pico-8 is a virtual machine and game engine created by Lexaloff Games. It is designed to mimic a fantasy video game console by emulating the harsh hardware limitations of video game consoles around the early 80s. Oh, that's cool. And you know, it looks like platforms are PC, Raspberry Pi, HTML5. So I guess it's kind of like uh, if you want to constrain yourself to only like to what computers looked like back then. Wow, that's really cool. And like, honestly, that I guess mini game inside the game that is the original prototype, that is insane. Like, that game is so fun. Like, that really just hits that like the lizard brain video game part of your brain where you're like i can't stop playing this this is so fun and just felt so retro and arcade like that is and that's just like free inside of this like like straight up like i have paid money to play games that are less intuitive and like are supposed to be like retro like retro indies that like don't even do as well as like this prototype so i just think that's incredible it's really an incredible game like you should I I would recommend this to anybody because it has the accessibility options. You can put it on Invincible. I think it pretty much shows you how to do that right out of the gate. And if not, it's just like in the menu, like just hit start. You can go down to accessibility. And I think it was on sale. I picked it up for six bucks. And oh my gosh, like I, I just can't even, this game's incredible. If you're interested or you really want that like retro pixel art kind of vibe, I would definitely recommend this one. And I'm also like just kind of where I'm at in me playing games right now. I've almost beaten Hyper Light Drifter. Not quite. I haven't quite done it. And I do. I'm so excited to talk to you about that, man. Because once I'm on the other side and I'm beating that, oh, I can't even wait. But that one, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everybody, even though like I absolutely love the way it looks. It's just it's hard. And this one, you can totally negate all of that. Like, literally anybody could play this because you can make yourself invincible. And I just think that's incredible.
0: That sounds like such a cool feature. Yeah, just, just add an invincible mode to the game so that people can zoom through it and
1: still struggle. Yeah, and still struggle. Like, that's the main, like, yes. Like, yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking.
0: Like, from the perspective of, the, like, people who programmed it, like, they probably had to laugh at that. Like, yeah, let's just, let's just make an invincible mode.
1: Yeah, no, I'm like, seriously, like, that's so cool. I wish that more games would do that. And that was kind of the question I was going to ask you. Have you, ever, have you ever played a game to where you've had an invincibility mode or anything like that? Or... GTA San Andreas. <laughs> oh, is that like a hack that you can do? You do like cheat codes. And they were Sheet so code? cool because you would like, nobody knew
0: about them. Like, if you knew, mm-hmm. it was that type of thing. Yeah. You did like, Ooh. you would have to do like button combinations, right? Like these really wacky. Button combinations like trigger, 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 left, right, left, right, 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 and that would be like unlimited money, or like mm-hmm. left, 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 triangle, 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 circle, 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 press the analog stick six times, like weird shit like that. I just thought it was dude,
1: bro. Yes, I actually, man. I want to talk to you about this. I I wanted to talk to you about this for a while, but like I always forget about this, dude. I wish that like. My- Games still have those, like, crazy cheats, man. Like, the cheat, Right? Codes.
0: Like, I that's just think... such a, like...
1: Oh, I think that's, like, a way that. to
0: break, like, kind of, like, the fourth
1: wall in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. But, like, it also just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Oh, because, like, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, maybe you don't publish them or maybe you, like, maybe one of the developers just, like, tweets one, you know, one day. Yeah. And then it's, like, oh, my gosh, dude. I'm actually, like, an example of, like, man, I just wish cheat codes were still a thing. But in ratchet and clank they there were some cheat codes that i used to know and i used to like type them in and i would like you would get this thing like in i think like in ratchet and clank you would get like a, it was kind of like a double like the ratchet would turn into like a double bladed lightsaber kind of thing and like that was just a cheat code that you had to know and once you put that in like you got that and I have, like, since, I have scoured, I, like, have re- been been replaying those PS2 games. I've scoured the internet to find those cheat codes. I can't find them anywhere, man. Like, truly nowhere. And I feel like that's something that we're, like, we kind of just lose that. You know, like, you had, like, like, you said, you have to know. Like, if you know, you know. And now, maybe that's why they stopped adding them. But I don't know, dude. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it from, like, a production perspective as well, like,
0: We've gotten to a point now with video games that so many people have doing this, have been doing this for so long. There's probably like a lot of like just business people involved and like stakeholders. Yeah. Like what you want to put a cheat code in my game. Like what are you trying to do? Like that
1: nobody's going to know about how is that going to like return on investment? Like how is that going to enhance the player experience? Like exactly. Does that quantify into profits? Yeah. No. And yeah, man, like that, that's definitely something that I'm, I'm sure is, I'm sure that's why it is no longer for a large um, part in, in that in, in actuality. Yeah. I, maybe we'll come back to this, but I actually kind of, I wanted to steer down the lens of, I just like in saying this and like just talking about this, it just kind of makes me sad a little bit that we, I feel like we've lost a lot of things in, in games and like, let's say like a book, for example, and like, okay, I want to talk about game preservation a little bit, you know, cause like if you have a book, you can go and get that book from the library. Like you can like access that knowledge, that experience, that art for free from like a public institution known as a library. You can go do that with DVDs. And I like on my library app, I can look at comic books. And I recently discovered that they have like a whole tab on my library app that I can like find like all kinds of comic books. And they also have like, bunch of movies like let's be real they have like b-rated movies like there's like a a megalodon movie and i was like oh my god they have like the the meg and i like clicked on it very much absolutely not the meg (laughs) it was very much like a b-rated like 10 years (laughs) previously to the meg i was like i was like yeah no i'm not gonna watch this i'm not gonna (laughs) But anyways, like what I was saying is like, yeah, dude, like we just don't have that, man. And I think like we've kind of talked about this before. Like this definitely came up when we talked about our emulators and stuff or my emulator that like you have to go and download these ROMs that people put on the Internet in order to play these games. And I just think it's kind of sad. And like that's like those cheat codes, man. Like I looked everywhere to find that cheat code. I scoured the Internet, dude. I probably put two, three hours into looking online couldn't find it couldn't find anything and I know oh man I'm like kicking myself because I had I, I'm sure that other people had this as well but I had like a piece of paper like a notepad and I had like all the cheats that I knew written down And I would keep it inside the game disc like next to the the game manual like inside the dvd cover and I would just like pull that piece of paper out put the cheat codes in and I'd be good to go man that's how I kept it man kept it organized so you don't have to know, like you like write it down and, you know, you don't lose it. But I mean, I don't have the piece of paper anymore. You, you sell your games, you know, I, I looked everywhere for that code. I just, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. It's just something to think about. I wish that we could, I think everybody feels that way. I wish we could still have those, those same experiences. And maybe someday we will, man. I've, I've heard some rumors on the internet that that Nintendo online is going to be adding, this the n64 and the game boy so who knows fingers crossed fingers crossed we'll see dude we'll see about that but yeah definitely go check out celeste man it's incredible and check out that music too check out check out lana lana rain check out her music like it seriously like i think she did another recent game that came out chicory and yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that. I probably won't be picking it up because it's like, it's a PC and PlayStation game, but it's like about drawing and stuff. And I, I can't run it on my laptop. And I, I think it'd, it'd be fun to do with a mouse because it's like drawing game. But uh, yeah, check that out. If you have a PC, check out Chicory, check out those games. Seriously, like if you see Celeste on sale, like just, just get it. And you're not like, you're not gonna lose anything by getting that one, or singing some time into that. Lana Rain was involved in the Minecraft Nether update soundtrack. Dude, yes, yeah, she she's gotten a ton of notoriety because, like, dude, like I said, like probably one of the best video game soundtracks I've like ever heard. She's kind of like amassed like a little bit of a cult following, but I think she's gonna be like a one of the the biggest names in video game composition or composition in general because, like, I don't know, she just gets the mood and the vibe of the art and then you can just like have that being translated into the music like she's got to like see the world in like that language man she's so cool yeah. yeah check her out on twitter too she's got some pretty cool tweets i actually i looked at her twitter and she was just tweeting about like all these games that she was playing and i was like that's so rad like i don't like i don't think anybody's talking about these games but i love that you are and you're just checking out these cool indie titles yeah i mean i personally love indie games so I think it's awesome when indie games get a little bit more mainstream and some notoriety. I mean, I'm like, bro. Next time I see you, I'll have to have you sit down and play that that Pico Classic Celeste because that that game is fun, man. I think anybody can just get into that intuitively and have a good time with that. I gotta listen to that soundtrack. I'm curious to see like the composer, like, the composition. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. Like I've listened to it while, while I'm working. It's good, and it's it's good on it. It's great on its own. But when you're in the game, it's just hits different and it's... Uh, I can imagine I, she, she wrote it to the game. So she probably like as mm-hmm. a composer,
0: like that's every single like note is...
1: And as somebody that I think like in the, in that episode of the Game Maker's Notebook, like she talks about, like she went to school to do this and she's like, nobody else was doing this. And I had to like, I, I could almost do it. I almost got in and I couldn't. And then I another job in the gaming industry for a while and it's so, like she like knows and loves games and she was just drawn to this so that's like that's awesome when you get to see like somebody's passion like, yeah yeah, that's something i like, thank you for telling me about it yeah definitely man and yeah check out yeah check her out on spotify it's like i mean like definitely like if you like lo-fi beats or anything like that like any classical kind of music like anything you could just throw on and Just as kind of, like, background music, like, while you're working or grinding something out, like, it definitely hits the spot. Actually, I want to do a little experiment right now. Hey, Google, play the Celeste soundtrack.
0: Playing the album Celeste
1: on Spotify. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're just going to keep that in the background playing while we uh, finish up this episode.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I already hear the piano keys.
1: Yeah, this is kind of, like, the beginning, like, the intro... Intro music. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, man. Do you wanna call it? I think we should end it up, man. I think we should. Do you have anything you wanna shout before we before we end it up?
0: Definitely check out my Twitch. Check out both of our streams. We're gonna be streaming really soon. Bring out some, some other content for you guys. And thank you so much for supporting us on the Patreon. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always.
1: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And if we have like any updates on anything, like we're gonna post that to our Instagram. And you hear that music, man?
0: Yeah, it just got real giddy.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. It's check out this soundtrack, dude. It's it's crazy. Yeah, check out all those stuff. We'll put some links down in our episode description. And seriously, thank you so much for um listening to this episode. Actually, we haven't we haven't done this in a while. We talked about so much, like it has truly been a a blast and a half, Brandon. This this was truly a sticky button. This was a sticky button. It really was. If you like what you hear from us, the best way for us to grow is for you to share it with a friend. I mean, obviously like it just means the world to us that anybody anybody listens to it to begin with. But we are we are trying to grow a little bit. We think we've come a long way. I mean, I think we've come a long way, dude. Actually, you know, we're at the end of September, man. This is probably pretty close to about a year from when we started recording originally.
0: No way. We, it's already been a year. I think it
1: has been, man. Here, let me look really dude, quick. That's- isn't that, like, real? That's that's surreal. It is. Yeah, dude. Our first... Oh, my God. It's been over a year, man. Our first... Well, we, we missed, missed our it, anniversary. We missed our anniversary. I, well, I... We just worked so hard. I know. Well, hey, look. We actually... Well, we'll celebrate the anniversary in November. Because we didn't post our first episode until November. So... Well we'll celebrate so then. We'll
0: have to you know, yeah. We'll have to celebrate with our viewers and our Patreon. Like we'll have to celebrate that yeah. you know what we
1: should do, man. We should do like a co-op a co-op stream, a co-op game. That's what we should do.
0: That's I mean, a great idea. <laughs> but yeah, so decide between
1: no man's guy. Dude, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> uh... Uh, <laughs> but our first episode was recorded on August twenty fifth of twenty twenty so we've been doing it over a year man and i'm actually hey seriously pat on hi, pat yourself. on the back congrats to us man big ups
0: <laughs> big ups man we're awesome and and we're only gonna you know grow we, we've grown so much we're only gonna keep going better. Yeah, and just thank you i just want to say thank you again to everyone for, for supporting us and allowing us to keep going this far you
1: know, definitely has really been, been so much fun like like we said like it's definitely a passion project for us and we We love it a lot. So, yeah, just thanks to everybody again. You guys have a great one.